Hey, it's Alan Berg. Are you coming to Wedding MBA this year? Well, I'll be there again. I haven't missed one since the first one in 2007. So I look forward to seeing you there. And if you want to save $20 off the current ticket price and they get higher as you get closer, go to WeddingMBA.com. Use the promo code Alan, A-L-A-N. WeddingMBA.com, promo code Alan, save $20. I look forward to seeing you there. Before we get into this episode, I'm starting something called Ask Me Anything. That's right. You submit your questions and they could become an entire episode or something that I answer at the end of an episode. To submit your questions, look for the red button at podcast.allenberg.com. That's right, podcast.allenberg.com. Click on the red button, submit your question, and maybe you'll hear it here on the podcast. Thanks. You've probably heard me speaking about friction in the process and how it can slow things down and you can lose sales that way. Well, you're going to want to hear my next guest because he has literally written the book about it. Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Berg, speaker, author, sales trainer, website reviewer, here to help you and your wedding and event business sell more, profit more, and have more fun doing it. Enjoy this episode. I am so excited to have my very, very good friend, Shep Hyken, on because not only has he written the book on how to reduce friction in the process, but he is a fantastic guitar player and a great speaker and friend. Shep, thank you so much for joining me today. Alan, great to be here. I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about. Well, this is uh, when I read The Convenience Revolution, which is conveniently over here. Convenience is conveniently over here. Uh, besides all your other books that I've read, uh, as soon as I got into it, and it's like he's talking about the friction in the process. I speak about this when I'm talking to my customers. Things that we do, uh, just yesterday I had somebody who said, is it wrong if they reach out to me on Facebook Messenger to have an autoresponder that tells them to reach out to me on email? I said, yes, it's wrong. You just added friction to the process. So I was so I couldn't put the book down because that's what I talk about. That's what you talk about. So where did this come from for you? So a great question. When I was looking at all the companies that I love to do business with, and by the way, it was the book before this, I believe uh, the title was uh, Be Amazing or Go Home. Um, And my editor said, how do you choose the companies that and people that, you know, you put into the book? Is there like a criteria I mean, do you start with a bunch and narrow it down? And I thought, good question. And I started thinking, why do I love these different companies, the case studies within all of my books? And I started thinking about it and I said, it's because all of these companies are just easier to do business with. That's like a criteria that's very important to me. And I think very important to the audience. So that was the impetus of this. Now, interestingly, I wrote the book. I had 300 plus companies that were potentially going to be represented in this book, there are six convenience principles. There are, I believe, six case studies, or at least five case studies in each of these six principles so that you have some small businesses, big businesses, B2B, B2C. But by the way, I, I even though, you know, like a B2B business, what does it have to do with the wedding industry? The truth is maybe the exact example doesn't uh, exactly match up, but the concept behind it always does. So, Anyway, as I'm looking at all these companies and narrowing it down, here's where it gets really interesting. I tried to shop this with an agent, and the agent I wanted to have representing me 
turned me down after reading the book. And I was like devastated <laughs> because I thought this is going to be the chance to make a ton of money on the advance, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he goes, I'm going to tell you why. Everything you're sharing is your opinion and it's not fact. It's not data driven. And I go, hmm, but I have all these case studies. He says, yeah, but the outcomes are your opinion. What are, there's probably plenty of other case studies out there that might say something different. He says, I can't promise that, but you've got to back it up. So what I did is I hired a research company to go out and find me the research to support this thesis. And then it validated everything. So we were on to something. Now, nobody had ever written a book about reducing friction in the process. My friends, Matt Dixon and, and his company actually came out with a book called The Effortless Experience. That's the only thing that was close to it. And that's only about calling customer support and having an easy experience. I think convenience needs to be baked into every part of the process from the moment one of our clients decides they want to call us to every step along the way. And if it happens to be they're calling because they have a problem, well, that should be even easier than everything else to get right. prison. Now, the thing is, it is a B2B thing because in the wedding and event industry, people do business with other wedding providers. Right, so vendor to vendors, yep. Mm -hmm. Vendor to vendor. And I, I've heard it all the time. You know, I reached out to so-and-so, they didn't get back to me. I reached out to so-and-so, they didn't get back to me. Or I call them and they text me back, or I email them and they call, right? All these things that can add friction to the process. So it, it is your opinion, but your opinion is based upon real experiences with a lot of these right. companies. Right, and but we backed I, it up with, with research that says right. people value time, they value immediacy. And to your point, right. somebody didn't call back. You wanna hear a really interesting uh, bridal party uh, sure. story? A friend of mine owns a number of salons where you can get your massages and your nails and your hair and everything. And he got a call at approximately 5.30 in the evening after the basic desk had closed down. Okay, maybe it was 6.30, but it was a half an hour after they closed. And he called back at 10 o'clock the next morning. And do you know what the woman said? The the woman you know who was booking it for her bridal party? Yeah. Sorry, you're too late. I already hired <laughs> someone else. Wait a minute. You called me after hours. I called you less than... 20 minutes after we open the doors the next day and you're telling me I'm already too late. Right. That's, and by the way, here's what was going on. And, and I can't promise you this, but I'm guessing in the back of the woman, the client's mind, she's going, I want to get this off my plate right now. Right now, yep. right now. Well, I always tell people when someone reaches out to you, and I've written about this in my books. By the time they reach out to you, they've done their research, they've they've talked to people, they've read reviews, they've watched videos, they've looked at photos, they've done all that stuff, and they put you on a very short list. Maybe a list of one, that's a good list, but three, five, whatever. So they've eliminated most of your competitors. And at that point, you don't need to sell them, you need to help them buy the results that they're looking for, and they can only Bang. get from you. Right on, right? spot on. Right? And, and, and most people in the wedding and event industry tell me, oh, I hate sales, I don't wanna be pushy. I, I, I just did a uh, presentation yesterday for a group of wedding cake bakers in the UK. And you know how you've been to the UK many, many, many times. Mm -hmm. You know, I always joke with them, you know, stop apologizing. You know, you apologize for everything over there. Oh, I'm sorry, Shep, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry, Shep, right? That's what they do. And they don't <laughs> want to be pushy. And I said, you know what? I was in a breakout room with six of them. I said, the six of you make amazing cakes. But if the same person hired each of you, you would make six different cakes because you would talk to them different, ask them different questions. You would come up with your version, your results there. So if you want to be able to make this amazing cake for them, you have to help them buy it. So stop making it hard. 
right? Stop making it hard. And I think that's the thing that if you were the customer, like you, like that uh, agent said to you, that was your opinion. You realize when someone's making it hard for you, but you don't realize when you're making it hard for someone like this person that said, well, I have the autoresponder on my Facebook messenger and it says to go over to my email. It's easier for me (laughs) if you switch to email. So one of the things we talk about, I believe it's actually in the book, I've written articles, you can't make somebody switch communication channels unless it's to the telephone where you can do the human to human interaction. Otherwise- But, but, But not right away. But not right away because sometimes in the digital, not right away. Right. right in the digital world. So I I wrote a book called Why Don't They Call Me? <laughs> because people say it would be so much easier if they would just pick up the phone and call me. And I joke that I was going to write the shortest book ever. Shep, imagine the cover says Why Don't They Call Me? You open it up and it says Get Over It. Right? Because <laughs> because they don't want to yes. call you. Right? They emailed you because they don't want to call you. They texted you because they don't want to call you. They filled out your contact form because they don't want to call you. Well, I'm writing a book now. Why are they ghosting me? Right? And what I tell people is. If they reached out to you via email, your initial response back via email, this again, B2C is more because of the wedding industry. You're dealing with digital natives, right? Gen Z, Gen Y, Gen Z. You can then ask them later, two, three, you know, back and forths in, hey, would it be easier for you if we had a quick call now, right? But if you do it right away, that's one of the biggest reasons wedding pros are getting ghosted because they chose a method to reach out right? You gave them choices. So like my website, email, text, fill out the contact form, call me. If you choose to fill out my contact form, you chose not to call me, right? You chose not to call me. And I've tried to call people right away and I don't even get them. Like right after I get the email in, I don't get them because they don't want to talk on the phone. Well, here's our strategy for them. <clears throat> we call them and we recommend to our clients, they call them. And if they can get them and they want to talk great, But otherwise, you say, I'm leaving you an email or or I'm responding to you in in an email as well on the contact form. Because you've got now realize there are a number of companies out there. And I hope none of your people listening to this uh, are one of these companies that don't put their freaking phone number in their website. It drives me crazy. Zappos.com who is one of the largest online retailers, okay, mm-hmm. has a phone number on every page. Even though they're an online retailer, they go, right. you need help, call us. <laughs> and, right. and we right. make 24, it- 24-7, they will, I've taken the Zappos tour. 24-7, they will stay on the phone with you and they will help you order a pizza. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the legend. And it's true, by the way, Tony Shea, yeah. may rest in peace, yes. said, I want to see how good and if they really are willing to do this. And he had his friend, and they were in San Francisco. It was like two in the morning. They called the Zappos 800 number and said, hey, man, I'm in San Francisco. Can you help me find a place that's open for pizza? And sure enough, this person said, well, hold on a moment. <laughs> if you want to hold on, I'm willing to go find it. And, that's and it. They, But yeah. uh, to your point, so I think it's great to hit both modalities. And yes. it, you hit, you know, so you give them what they want. But you also, they might want the phone call. But if they don't say, hey, hey if this is a good time to talk, great. But the other thing is that people will ask you in an email is how much is it going to cost me? And it's really uncomfortable without having that conversation to quote the appropriate price, right? I speak about this in my books. Uh, I'm I'm with you on the phone call, by the way. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that 80% of the people in my industry that I've spoken to, they don't want to pick up the phone because they've not trained in it. They feel uncomfortable. And I said exactly what you said. You're probably going to get a voicemail. And leave a message that says, I'm sending you an email now. Right. right? Do that. I have people that will do that by a text, by the way. 
I'm texting you to say I just sent you an email because they're dealing with the you know people that like texting, so they're dealing mm-hmm. back and forth. So no question, it's easier on the phone for the business. No question about it. The person, one of the things uh, you know, you may not know about the wedding industry. Some of the busiest times of the day for inquiries are Monday through Friday during the week during the workday. These people can't talk on the phone, right? Because the boss is looking over. The, well, maybe right, they're working from right. home now, but the boss is looking over their shoulder and they don't want to hear, "Hi, how much are flowers for a wedding?" You know, they don't want to hear that at work. But yes, trying to call, yeah, try. What's the worst that happens? You get a voicemail. Yeah, you have to send and, the email. and then and then you you follow up. Now, as far as the price goes. It's important to give them some price. Yes. Because you can't, unless you've got something, it's like, yeah, we can provide your balloons. We do a six balloon bouquet. They cost X amount per bouquet. And that's easy. Okay. But most of us don't have something that's that crystal clear. And so we have to say something like, you know, I'd love to get to know exactly what you're looking for so I can give you an exact price. However, you did ask for a price to give you an idea of what it could cost. Right. Boom. And then Price you, range. Right. You Price give range. them a range or you give them an idea based on something so they can at least start to formulate in their mind. You know, we, you know, I'm in the, as you know, customer service expert. We get called all the time for a speaking yeah. engagement. Actually, not called. We get emailed or a contact <laughs> form filled out. And so we have to give them something. And we hate to quote the price because as soon as we find out, yeah, we did want you for that keynote, but we were also thinking you would do the breakout and that you would stay that night. And it's like, well, that's a whole nother price level, which is why we hate to quote the price because we don't want to get into it. Or they might get sticker shock. And one of the things our good friend, Laurie Guest, you know, Laurie, right? She says, and this is the line we use. Thank you for calling, inquiring about our price. Believe it or not, we have something that fits into virtually every single or every type of budget, budget from right. small to big. But you right. specifically asked about Shep's speaking. So let's start there. But let me tell you, there is flexibility if you're willing to use other options. Other right. options would be my colleague, Buddy Rice, who's one of our speakers and trainers who goes out and does a magnificent job. Oh my gosh, we thought it was only going to be $500, not $5,000 or $50,000. What do you have for that? You know what? I got something that's even less than $50. Go on YouTube and look at my videos. And you know what? Let's have a quick conversation. I'm not going to charge you. I'm going to tell you which videos you want to look at and show to your team. And so, uh, you know, we have something truly for everybody. Right. Well, I I call it framing. That's a, a phrase that's been thrown around. If you give someone a range of prices, so in the wedding industry, Everything everybody does is custom. Every wedding is different. Mm -hmm. Everything everybody does is custom. So every florist will tell you, I can't quote them a price because I don't know what they need. How many tables do they have? I need centerpieces. How many bridesmaids? How many boutonnieres, right? What do I need over here? But what we do have is we do have a range and that can be a very big range. And what the challenge is, and this is one, so one of my customers in Philadelphia, a high-end wedding venue, and they were getting tire kickers all day long, you know, people that just couldn't afford them. And I said, well, listen, if you don't put a price on your website, you're inviting everybody to inquire. But from the friction, like you said, if you don't put anything on your website, you're also gonna get people that won't even reach out because somebody else gave them an idea, right? So putting a price range on your website reduces the inquiries, which reduces the number of people you have to follow up with, but theoretically they're more qualified because they're somewhere in the range. So they put a range on their website that weddings from May to October, the busiest time, range from 34,000 to $82,000. That's a big range. Yep. But on a percentage basis, it's not. It's like two and a half times from bottom to top. 
Right. A lot and, of people. And you're going to get somebody who goes, hmm, I wonder what I get for 34 or 65 or whatever it is. And exactly. I'm going to find out. <clears throat> Their sales went up 50%. Just because of that. You know, there is another little tactic that we use. My fees are posted on my website for my speaking engagements, which many speakers will say that's the kiss of death. You're going to eliminate somebody. So, okay. so many people who look at it, get sticker shock and won't even call you. But we have it in a place that's not easy to find. And it's not <laughs> that it's not that we did that on purpose. It's like if you know what you're doing and looking for what we do, you'll know exactly where to go because you're a professional meeting planner, just like, <clears throat> right. you know, but the reason I put that in there is I will ask, and this is the, the point. Did you find this schedule of my speaking fees on the website? And a lot of times the professional meeting planners say, oh yeah, because they looked under the place that says for meeting planners. Okay. <laughs> the most obvious place, right? All right. right. But, and in your business, it could be, you know, for uh, the, you know, the, the bride, you know, yeah. special information for the bride. <laughs> Yeah, the group, yeah. you know, just Rides and grooms, right? Yeah, it could be yeah. there, whatever. Okay. Yeah. And anyway, so we put that in there and I asked that question. If they say yes, then I know they know what I charge. But if they say no, I go, oh, well, it is posted on our website. Um, mm -hmm. Would you like to talk about those fees? And it just opens the door to being comfortable to talk right. about numbers. Now, right. you mentioned the cross sell and the upsell, if you will call it that, and how your clients, many of these vendors to the wedding industry don't like to sell, so to speak. I'm going to tell you something. If you go to McDonald's, they've trained their people say, would you like fries with that? Now that is to upsell them what a dollar and a half uh, order of French fries, which by the way, if you've ever had a McDonald's French fry, you know, they're some of the best French fries in the world. So it's really an ethical, <clears throat> going to enhance the experience type of right. upsell which makes it great. But if I walk into an Ace Hardware store and I say, I need paint, and then they find out what kind of paint I need based on what I'm painting. And if they sell me a can of paint, I walk out of the store and they didn't say, oh, by the way, do you have brushes at home? And I get home and I realize, oh, I forgot to buy brushes. That salesperson did a terrible customer service job on me by not offering me the paint brushes. Right, so, right. And your which is your book that you... Uh I wrote a book Ace. titled uh, "Be a, uh, Amaze Every Customer Every Time. Every time. And I used Ace Hardware <laughs> as right. a role model because everybody knows what an Ace Hardware store is. Actually, right. they're in 70 some odd countries across wow. the world. So wow. especially wow. in North America, everybody knows Ace Hardware. Yeah. They're a great company, which believe it or not, is recognized as uh, you know by everyone. And here's the cool part. Business Week talked about the top 25 customer service brands in the world, okay? And Ace Hardware came in at number 10. Wow. And, the, and you want to know who is number 11? Ritz-Carlton. Oh, How do 11. they beat the Ritz-Carlton? <laughs> and it was based on ratings. It was based on public, you know, like uh, going on review sites and looking at all the reviews that they're getting. Right. And sure, there's people getting slammed. Companies like, you know, even Ace, Ritz-Carlton, they get slammed. Disney gets sure. slammed once in a while. But the percentage of those naysayers compared to the ones that love the experience are so small yeah. and minimal. Anyway, right. so that, I thought they would be a great case study. But that's well, something they taught is the ethical upsell and cross-sell. Right. Well, I, I tell people, if you're selling them something that's going to make the outcome better, if you're offering something to make the outcome better, in the case of the paint and not asking about rollers and trays and drop cloths and all that kind of stuff, you are doing them a disservice because it... Listen, we did a project at home the other day. I was at Home Depot and Lowe's that day. 
besides the fact that we had been at Home Depot the night before, right? Mm, our, yep. our fault, right? I put in two new sinks in our bathroom and I got all the plumbing pipes except the sink is not as deep as the other one. And there was a three inch gap between the end of the tailpiece on the sink and the pipe. And there I go back to Home Depot. Now, nobody helped me there because it was Home Depot. It wasn't Ace, right? <laughs> nobody helped me there. So I had to go back and find what I needed. But what I tell people is you don't want to oversell and you don't want to undersell, right? Overselling is you're selling them stuff. That it's just not necessary. And that's just a waste. And I say, if this was your sister, your mother, would you want that done? No. Underselling is you walked in, got a can of paint and walked out because they didn't say, hey, do you, do you have your rollers? Do you, right. have, do you have all the other stuff that you need there? So in the wedding and event industry, people are novice consumers. They've either never been married before or not for a long time. And I always tell people, everybody goes into their wedding hoping it's the last time they'll ever get married. It may or may not be the first, but they're hoping it's the last time that they'll ever get married. But they don't know how to shop. They don't know how to shop for what it is because they don't know what you do. So when you offer them something and say, hey, how about this? You want them to do what our friend Brian Walter calls the Scooby-Doo. You want them to go, oh, 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 I, I could use that, right? But but there's no friction there. The, the friction is you having to come back to Ace because you didn't have a drop cloth. Are you having to come back to Ace? That's where the friction is there. So the whole idea of friction in the process, besides the there's no phone number on the website, or besides trying to immediately shift them, you know, an autoresponder like this person said, Hey, you're on Facebook, call, you know, email me. That's better for me. What are some of the other things that you see, the, the biggest things you see in terms of the kind of friction that is, is sure. added in the customer experience? Well, in the book, uh, The Convenience Revolution, we identify six areas of convenience or, or what I call the convenience principles. Thanks for holding it up. And uh, the first is simply to reduce friction. And let me just real quick, you reduce friction you can give a self-service option where you put control into the customer's hands. Think about Amazon. You're in total control of your shopping experience. Yeah. You use technology to drive a better experience. There's a subscription model, probably not appropriate as much for the wedding industry. Uh, number uh, five is delivery, uh, taking it to the customer. You wouldn't want to make the bride and groom come and pick up their flowers on the day of their wedding. Okay. <laughs> you deliver, right? And, and number six is accessibility. In our business, it's how accessible am I to you? If you call me panicking at 11 o'clock at night, the night before your wedding, am I going to be there for you? Right. Uh, accessibility could be hours of operation, availability on the phone, logistical location, like, uh, you know, hey, I love that restaurant, but they are 82 miles from the site of the wedding. Okay. Yeah. So right. it's right, right. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, well, I, you know, I funny on this uh, conference I did yesterday, uh, one woman asked the question, you know, is it necessary for me to be available 24 seven? And I said to her, no, I said, you're entitled to have a life. You have other customers you have to take care of. You're, you have children, you have, uh, you know, if, if it's Sunday morning and you're in church, don't answer your phone, right? It's okay to not answer your phone. That said, that woman who reached out at 6.30 at night and, you know, she wouldn't do business with him because he didn't reach back in the 10th. Yeah, you know, you're going to lose some of those people and you have to weigh that as yep. a business. But if it's regular business hours, you should be available, right? I mean, people expect you to be available. Uh, and I've suggested to a lot of people, get an answering service instead of an answering machine because they're more likely to even a message with a person than they would with your voicemail if, you know, like if that if that salon right. had an answering service, they might have had that person and been able to 
you know, forward the message immediately to, right. And and so that's a a great point. So accessibility is a pretty interesting, you know, concept of being available at the right time. The lead case study in that chapter is a bank and the bank decided uh, to compete against other banks by extending their hours. Umqua, wasn't it? Umqua Bank? Um, I believe it was, was, I should look, but I think it was TD Bank. Look at it. TD Bank. Okay. Okay. I could be wrong. I could okay. be It's okay. like, you know, now you got me. I better make sure, you know, it's been a while since I wrote the book, but. Because I, I remember reading, sure I, I right, remember reading about Umqua right, Bank. Uh, Was it the TD right Bank? one here. It's very well, important that I give you because, the right bank because I'm embarrassed if I don't get it right. Uh, well, didn't TD put the, uh, the, the change machines where you could come and put your change and get, get bills and they didn't charge you? I think they did that also. Yep. Oh, um, I'm in delivery now. I want to go to uh, accessibility. For those of you uh, listening on audio, you don't see Shep looking in his book, and you didn't yeah, I'm see looking me in my own holding, book up, holding up the book, his own book. Study was, um, <laughs> and uh, let's see, the big case study here was ah Huntington Bank. Huntington Sorry. Bank. Okay, okay, <laughs> Huntington Bank. This is what they did, and if you think about it, when banks, you know, they call it about bankers' hours are you know nine to four thirty right. or five. Well, yeah. Most people work just like you were talking about, you know, somebody's calling in the middle of their workday and they can't take a call because the boss could be looking over the shoulder. And most people, when they need to do banking, whatever it is, if they want to go get a loan, if they want to open up a new account. And I mean, there's a lot you can do online today, but, you know, you still have to go in for some, you know, products that the bank shares with their services. And if you think about it, who is the bank marketing to if they're open between nine and four, nine and five? The unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> or the retired. Or, or the, the retired. retired. Right. Yeah, or I'm the exaggerating. retired. It's just yeah. a gross exaggeration of the yeah, concept. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right. But so what they did is they said, hey, we're going to open until uh, uh, six o'clock every night so people can come right. after work. We're going to be open in the mornings on Saturday for a half a day so people yeah. could come during those times. And yeah. by the way, if we see somebody who comes by the time they close things down, it takes that the doors don't lock until six o'clock, but if somebody walks in at six Oh five, they're going to open them up and let them back in. I think right. they give a 15 minute grace period on top of it all. You know, what does that tell us? It tells us that this is a very customer focused organization. Anyway, I digress right. those six principles. I think yeah. we can take a look at the first one, reducing friction because it's an underlying principle within all six. And right. what are we doing to create friction? Are we making people wait for us? If we, to your point at the very beginning of our conversation, if somebody calls in, I'm sorry, somebody uh, Facebook messages in, do we say, hey, please email me back? You know, hey, I'm a little guilty of that and that I tell people I'm happy to talk to them in LinkedIn Messenger mm-hmm. if that's what they'd like me to do. If they'd like an even quicker response, though, they can get this. So I offer them the option. You know, it's up okay. to them. You know, I can't right. be on all social channels 24-7, but no. we can check it several times throughout the day. And I have a, a standard, uh, what I would call minimal amount of response time. In the perfect world, I want to respond to people within 10 minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. But I realize that's not reasonable. But always within the same day, if right. it's late in the day, by the very next morning, you know, a couple of business hours, if you will. So right. they call us right. at 4.30 or email us or text us or or uh, put us in, and they're using a channel that's just not easily accessible. And it's late, late, late in the day. The worst is the next morning. 
Right. But ideally, right. we'll even send the message. If somebody texts us or emails us on a weekend or any message, we'll send a message. We got your message. If you need to talk sooner, let us know. Otherwise, we'll get back to you first thing Monday morning. Right. So put right. that and in as your automated message. Right. And that's what that's what I said to this group yesterday. I only use an out of office when I'm unavailable. Mm-hmm. If I'm available, I don't have an auto response because I'm going to respond. I'm like you. I'm going to respond within 10 minutes if I can. I don't need an auto responder to tell you I got your message. But on the weekend, that's not normal business hours for a business like yours or a business like mine. Not to say we don't necessarily respond. You deal with people all over the world. I deal with people all over the world. We have time zone differences. Yep. Right? In the middle of the night at three o'clock in the morning, we'll get something from Australia. Right. And you know what I say? Look, if we can get to them, I get in here about 6.30 or 7 a lot of times in the morning. If I could just shoot a message back to them quickly, they'll go, wow. Because they're still, if they're not in the office, they're still awake. Right. <laughs> you know, it's right. Like, right. And, and again, that's we, we, we have to pay attention to that. There's just so many things that I see that people do. And I you said it before. It would be easier for me. Right. Whenever I hear a customer, one of my customers, a wedding professional saying, well, you know, it would be easier for me. I said, did you hear what you just said? Right. It would be easier for you. That's the way you feel. No, you're going to lose business because of that philosophy. And if you're willing to do that, well, then go for it. That's your choice. Right. Just (laughs) I don't know how many people. Yeah. At (laughs) least be aware of it. So the other principles to think about uh, technology If somebody, I mean, something as easy as me sending you a calendar link from calendar.com or calendly.com to set up a meeting for us to talk is using technology, okay? It a great, easy, because, you know, if somebody says, what times are you available tomorrow? And now you've got to go and here, this is, it's really hard on me to open up my calendar and type an email. Well, it looks (laughs) like I'm available at 10 o'clock, then 1130. Yeah, so with with the, with the, the Calendly link, I, I tell people either give them a choice of two dates and times, or you can send them the link and do that. I do it, but I only give people the link after they've said they want to book me because mine's a paid consultation; it's not a free one, so I'm not okay. Uh, yep. You know, I'm putting that out there. But I have a lot of people will put it in their email signature. Hey, if you'd like to schedule a meeting, put it right on their websites. Schedule yep. a tour of our venue using technology that way is great. So we are actually out of time for this one. Oh, but no. I'm going to have There's you. There's so back. much more to uh, talk about. <clears throat> But I'm going to have you back because you have a new book coming out in September. What's this book about? This book, here's the galley copy somewhere. It's, it's titled, I'll Be Back. How to get, here I'll it is. Back. I'll Be Back. Look at that Arnold Schwarzenegger I'll Terminator be. font. Uh, Terminator and actually, that's font. what it's called, which has nothing really to do. With the, I decided after I'm writing the book, you know what? I should incorporate a little Terminator language in here. Why would nice. a customer terminate the relationship with you? And I'll be back. That's what you want them to do. You want them to come back again and again. Now, what does that mean in the wedding business? Well, if they get divorced, you hope they come back. No, but what it means <laughs> in the wedding business, it means you did such a good job. They're going to get all their friends to want to come back to you. Okay. All right. Well, don't give it all up because I'm going to have you okay. back in September. We're going to talk about that. I will get my signed copy because I have my signed copy here. Yes, you will. Solution. I promise. I will get my signed copy of that. So Shep, uh, I will put into the, the show notes. You'll give me all kinds of links for people where they can get your books, how they can reach out to you for your courses and stuff like that. But what's the easiest uh, website for people if they want to find out more about you? Just come to me, hyken.com, H-Y-K-E-N.com. Uh, That is it, my friend. I will have you back in September. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. Hi, it's Alan Berg. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. You can find full transcripts on my website 
at podcast.allenberg.com. And if you have a suggestion for a topic for a new episode or even a guest, please let me know at allen at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. And if you'd like to find out about having me come and speak to your association or a conference or do sales training in person or remotely for your team, whether you're a team of one or a team of a hundred, please let me know again, alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. Thanks for listening.